to our Thanksgiving episode of the Coffee with Kojo podcast, produced by the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University. I am Associate Professor Dr. Rocky Daly, and I coordinate the podcast with our student hosts and guests. In this episode, Kojo graduate student Demetra Gilkey returns as host to speak with alum Miranda O'Brien. Miranda is currently a broadcast anchor and journalist at KOTA Territory News, KEVN Black Hills Fox. Demetria spoke with Miranda about her experiences as a Kojo and honor student at SDSU. I have been using this like term the last, I don't know, year or so. I, I like to call myself a South Dakota girl through and through. So I grew up in Martin, South Dakota, which is a tiny town on the west side of the state. I graduated with 22 other people um, and didn't quite know what I wanted to do with my life, as many people don't at 18 years old. Um, thought I wanted to be a doctor in OBGYN. Um, so I didn't, I didn't necessarily want to go out of state because I didn't want to spend all this money and have kind of no idea what I really wanted to do. So I applied to SDSU. It was kind of the only in-state school that really kind of struck my fancy, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, got in and just, I we went to something, I can't remember what it's called, and the admissions ambassador in me is kicking myself, but an event out here in Rapid City where I got to meet some some students and organizations and clubs and hear about their experience. And I remember leaving that event with my mom and going, that's where I'm going to go. And at the time, still thought I wanted to be a doctor. Over the summer, just kind of realized that I didn't know if that was the right fit for me. So I went in undecided, um, but kind of on the track of communications. I'd had some people tell me about journalism before, but I, I guess I didn't really understand what journalism was. And I didn't see myself as, as kind of going down that career path. Kind of got to take a class in it, um, listen to some professors and some students who were were doing it and just fell in love with it. Took a class and just kind of knew that I was on the right path, at least for the time being. So that's how I ended up at SDSU and how I ended up being um, a journalism major, also majored in history. Um, Just loved history and just kind of thought that they were the perfect combination. Yeah, that is awesome. I love your journey. And Like a whole lot of people, um, sometimes, shoot, I still honestly wonder what I'm going to be when I grow up and I'm in my mid 30s. Right. (laughs) I'm 24. I'm going to be 25 here soon. And I, I mean, I'm doing what I, what I want and what I want to be, but I'm also like, who knows what five, 10, 20 years will bring. I mean, I hope that I'm still doing this, but we'll Mm -hmm. we'll see what happens. (laughs) You never know what direction life is going to take you. And I always say, just ride the wave and (laughs) you just never know. Well, I I loved uh, listening to your journey and, and that's inspirational um, for me and a lot of, of our listeners and students on this podcast. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Thanks for letting me. Yeah. So is there any class that you can remember when you were undergrad and taking these courses, whether it be in history or journalism that you really enjoyed or that you just think about to this day and maybe it's helped prepare you for things to do or not to do in your current role? Yeah. Um, I, which class was it? I, one of my history classes actually was the first time in college. I think I was maybe a sophomore. Um, that I had gotten not an A, 
which I, I was very determined, you know, I was a 4.0 student in high school and, and I wanted to continue that. I wanted to give college my all, especially when it came to academics. And this history class was great. I learned a lot. I really enjoyed it, um, but ended up with a B in it. And I remember kicking myself, but also looking back on that and being thankful that I got a B in it because I think it actually allowed me to realize that the grade doesn't matter. Um, and I kind of carried that with the rest of my classes. Um, so that, that one was pretty impactful, but of course, with the journalism and communications, um, I was supposed to take a class that was going to do Jack's news, which was kind of the little, um, newscast that we would do on campus and something happened that not enough people signed up for it or faculty fell through. Um, but actually Dr. Rocky Daly stepped up and he made that class happen for four of us. It was a class mm -hmm. of four students, two girls, two guys. Um, and for a semester, we put Jack's News together. And the summer before that, I had interned out here in Rapid City at Coda Territory News and KEVN Black Hills Fox, where I work now, um, which gave me some really great skills. And then being able to come back to SDSU and put those to use in the classroom and really report, produce, anchor my own show was so fulfilling. And I, I love that mm -hmm. class. I still look back on... Um, the episode that was kind of my own. I got to do the one right before Halloween Ooh. and we went to a haunted house beforehand and we did like this, um, like haunted classrooms or something. We had so many ideas and it was just so fun to see this happen, like start with the idea and the conceptualization process and build it up and be able to anchor it and, and have that on YouTube. Um, that, that class was one of my absolute favorites. That was really cool. Aww, that's memorable. That's exciting. And I love yeah. Dr. Daly. Um, He's he fantastic. Was, we'll, yes. we'll, we'll hype him up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. We'll give him a little credit there. Yeah. He was uh, my first uh, professor in this program, very understanding and kind. And mm -hmm. I appreciate him very much. Yeah, so students who are listening, you need to take a class with Dr. Rocky Daly. Don't be intimidated. Great professor. He worked in the field. You're going to learn a lot. Yes, I agree with that. So you just said it, but if you wouldn't mind, tell us one more time where you currently work, what your role is, and what does a typical day look like for you? For sure. Well, after I graduated from SDSU um, in May of 2020, so a weird time. Um, yeah, I moved back home to Martin, South Dakota, um, and love my family dearly, but was at a point in my life where I wasn't I didn't want to live at home. So I reached out to Coda Territory News and KEVN Black Hills Fox in Rapid City. They're, um, what do you call that? A dual, duopoly, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I'm probably saying the wrong word. Um, but we're two stations that are owned by the same company. So we ended up under one roof, um, a Fox station and an ABC. But I reached out and I said, hey, I'm about to graduate. I interned here. I need a job. Please, please help me start my career despite the insanity that is the world. Yes. Um, and that's a whole nother story, but they offered me a job and I started in June of 2020 and it's kind of been a whirlwind. I started as an MMJ, a multimedia journalist or reporter, um, pretty quickly by October of that year, I was filling in anchoring, um, and learning to produce and then, um, did a lot of that off and on was kind of relied upon with people being sick with COVID, you know, people moving on to their next job, whatever that may be in the 
I guess it was June 2021, a year in, I convinced them to let me become um, our noon anchor. So I anchored every day, produced and anchored my own show and then reported in the afternoon and then moved wow. into anchoring full time um, just over a year ago. And I've been in the morning since then. So right now I'm the host of Good Morning Black Hills and the main anchor for Good Morning Coda Territory. So I get up bright and early. My first alarm goes off at 2.40 a.m., um, which isn't even morning. That's still night. No. Yes. <laughs> it's, I, I've been doing this for over a year now, and I still can't conceptualize the fact that I get up in the middle of the night. Um, but yeah, I get up at, at around, well, I probably don't get out of bed until quite a bit after 2.40 but then I go into the TV station um, and I help out my producer. I read through scripts. I get ready for the shows and I'm on the air by 530 until eight o'clock um, and, you know, doing a ton of local news, get to do live in-studio interviews, um, live interviews out in the field sometimes. And then depending on the day, I will either report after the shows or I will produce and anchor our noon shows. So some days I'm doing two and a half hours of content um, anchoring and other days, three hours. So the poor community has to see my face a lot. <laughs> well, you have a beautiful face. Thank so you. <laughs> I'm sure they're excited to see it. And so um, do you drink coffee or Red Bull to keep you going? <laughs> I, I am what some people call an oddball and I don't drink coffee very rarely. Um, I don't either. I drink like, you know, the Starbucks holiday lattes because they taste good, but not for the coffee. Um, I, this is pure Miranda that what you see is what you get. And she just runs off of the like six hours of sleep that I can get. <laughs> and you have a joyous personality. So Thank you don't you. even need coffee girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You too. We, we could go get, um, or something. When yes. Person. Yes. It's funny when people ask me, do you want to um, meet up for coffee? I'll be like, oh my gosh, yeah. And then we get there. You're not going to get any coffee. I don't like coffee. Right? I'm gonna get I know. Latte. <laughs> it's like, I'm not here for the coffee. I'm here to hang out with you, but you know, mm -hmm. I, I can go to a coffee shop. <laughs> mm -hmm. So along with um, your role, do you ever or have you ever gotten really nervous while you're on air? Oh, yeah. I mean... Nerves are a good thing. And I've been doing this now for, geez, almost two years, like consistently anchoring. And I still get a little nervous. Um, I'll never forget the first time that I had to fill an anchor. We had some people that were sick with COVID and my fantastic assignment editor had the faith in me to just kind of step in and do it. And my parents texted me after the A block of the show, which is that first segment of news. We got into a commercial break and they said, breathe we can tell you're nervous. Anybody else probably can't, but we can. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm peeing my pants. Essentially. I'm so <laughs> nervous because I'm, I was doing what I wanted to do. I was getting that opportunity to prove myself and to show that I could do this. I could anchor. Um, so I was terrified and I was probably terrified for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. Um, but then you just kind of, I mean, you get used to it. You're, you're doing what you love and what you want to do. And there's no reason, I guess, to, to be afraid of that. So a little bit nerves are a good thing, but yeah, not as mm -hmm. many as I had when I first started. Yeah. I guess you kind of get comfortable as time goes by. I do, do 
um, well, pre-COVID, pre-baby and everything, I was doing a ton of motivational speaking and traveling the country. Oh, cool. And loved it. Still love it. But I, gosh, I would always be terrified inside mm-hmm. and people would say, gosh, you're so good. Are you nervous? Barry? Really? Yeah. yeah. You know, but you know, it, 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 it gets better with time. I think it does. I mean, I, and I guess maybe this is helpful for somebody who listens, but part of the reason I never really thought about journalism, especially, excuse me, especially the broadcast side of things is I've, I've been a singer my whole life. You know, I was in choir as a kid and, and all that stuff. And I vividly remember as a kid that we would have like Christmas concerts mm-hmm. and I, you could watch old home videos and you would be able to see me lifting up one of my legs to scratch the other leg because that was my nervous tick. Like mm-hmm. I was red in the face, scratch, like I was just so nervous. And so I never really thought, you know, I could give speeches, I could be in front of people, but I just wasn't sure that that was for me. And I don't know, I guess I grew out of it or I just got mm-hmm. comfortable, but I, I think anybody can do it. You just have to give yourself the opportunity to try. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that I did because I I never thought that I could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's some great advice there. So you said you like to sing. Well, I do too. So we might need to have a duet on here. Okay, okay, <laughs> I like it. I hey, I mean, we can try. I we might want to give a disclaimer to the listeners. <laughs> I probably am going to bow out gracefully though because I have a baby upstairs, and I hope she stays asleep Fair. during this interview. So. I have a cat who is I saw. around. Um, yeah, he just excused my my mess. This is my guest oh, bedroom. So it's got like my extra bed and my vacuum and stuff. Um, he doesn't get to come in this room often, so he is having a good time. Crazy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. So tell us um, about are you on the or have you been on the Hobo Day committee at SDSU? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yes. So hope it I come do or die. Um, I, my kind of my three, three big things probably while I was in college, honors college, hobo day committee and alpha Z Delta. Um, I was in Greek life. I was on the hobo day committee for three years. I was a bumbassador, which is kind of like a, <laughs> a helper to kind of prepare you for the committee. If you were going to apply my freshman year. Mm-hmm. I did that and I fell in love. I actually um, I don't admit this very often because I do love SDSU. But when I first started, I, I wanted to transfer. I didn't think it was the place for me. I was kind of having mm-hmm. a hard time finding where I fit. And I, and I didn't really feel like I found that until I found the Hobo Day Committee. I got into my sorority and I started to take my journalism classes. Like those were the things that really made me feel like SDSU was my home. Um, so yeah, Hobo Day Committee, I was on the um, marketing team for two years. I got to be the assistant Puba. Um, I don't know if I can say this, but I was the marketing ass is what they called me, marketing <laughs> assistant Puba, um, which was super fun. It gave me a lot of experience that kind of, you know, went with journalism and communications. And then my senior year, I got to plan one of the events. So I was on the events committee and got to plan um, rally at the rails, which is essentially like uh, a pep rally at the end of the week to get everybody hyped up for the big game on Saturday. So yes, I love the committee. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I can totally see that. 
Well, so let's switch gears a little bit. So you shared with me briefly that you compete in the pageant world and yes. forgive me because sometimes I get them mixed up. So there's like Miss America and, and what's the other one? It's, it's the, the two big ones are Miss America and Miss USA, but there, yeah. I mean, there's tons, there's Miss United States, Miss International. I mean, yeah, there, there's even a Mrs. that I deep down would like, it's on my bucket list. Cause I'm do married. It. I'm like, I, I should do that, but I'm like, I need to like lose some weight. I need to do a oh, thousand things before I do it. Mm-mm. No, <laughs> ma'am. I, okay. If we're getting into this conversation, I started competing. Um, we, we don't call it a pageant anymore. We call, call oh. it a scholarship competition. Um, mm. because that's what it's about. It's about female empowerment and building women up and providing scholarships so that you can, you know, have access to the higher education that you want and, and that sort of mm. thing. I could go into a whole spiel. Um, but I started competing in the scholarship competitions when I was a sophomore. I actually found out um, more about the Miss America organization when I was in college. And I, I had a stereotype in my head that I needed to be six foot tall, 110 pounds. You know, mm-hmm. I needed to look and be a certain way. And I very quickly learned that I was wrong, that that is not the way that it is because I'm five, four, and I probably don't need to tell people this, but I'm 160 pounds and that's who I am. Girl, you, know? you look good. Thank you. But, <laughs> but I looked at myself as somebody who couldn't do that. You know, it was kind of the same thing with journalism. Like I, I can't do that. But I'm very much, I'm very competitive, especially with myself. I'm a Capricorn. So for people who like astrology, that probably makes (laughs) sense. Um, And so I told myself, I said, you know what? Why don't you try it? Why don't you give it a shot and see what it's really about and, you know, see what you can do. And I did my first competition. I competed at Miss SDSU and I did not win. <laughs> I, I didn't even get first runner up. I don't think I, I think I got people's choice, but that's because my sorority, my Hobo Day committee people and my parents all came to watch. So I, I had a large number of people in the crowd, uh-huh. but I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but the personal and professional development on top of the scholarship dollars. I mean, I graduated from SDSU debt free. A, a good mm. chunk of that was because of my competing. Um, I got to be Miss SDSU, which was super, super cool. I got to represent my college and go through the Hobo Day Parade, you know, as a queen and then as a hobo. Um, <laughs> it just has been an experience unlike any other. And mm-hmm. I am working my booty off to to hopefully be our Miss South Dakota because I I love this state and I I want to represent it and I want people to know about this organization and know about this opportunity for young women. Wow, that's awesome. And like I was sharing briefly with you um, in our email exchange, Mm -hmm. there's a young lady um, here and she was a journalism major at UK and then she, um, University of Kentucky, and then Mm -hmm. she um, competed in the, I think it was, it's one of them, the Miss America (laughs) or Miss USA. There's Even one <laughs> and she's so pretty and she won and she was a news reporter and now her world is completely just huge. She's so famous and it makes me think of you because that's, oh. <laughs> you know, you're, you're beautiful. You have a great personality and you, um, you're on that track. So well, I'll be you. for you. We're on the same track girl. And if you want to do it, you should do it. Absolutely. Uh. I mean, what you're going to gain and depending on which, 
route and what system you go, mm-hmm. you're going to gain something amazing from it. And I, I think that can be said for anything that you do, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's scholarship competitions or pageants or mm-hmm. getting your master's degree or whatever. I mean, if you don't at least try and, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to get something out of it regardless. And regardless. Right. Right. Yeah. There's, it's, it's a memory. It's a lesson. You're going to form friendships, all yeah. of that. So um, as far as going back to um, journalism and the news industry, mm-hmm. um, Dr. Daly was telling me that you had, or yeah, an honors documentary project that you worked on. Tell us about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, I joined the honors college because my mom made me to be completely <laughs> honest. Um, I was like, oh, mom, you know, I, do I really need to do that in college? Um, and I'm glad that she made me, I, I loved my time in the honors college. And I also loved the fact that I didn't really feel like there were a ton of history majors, journalism, communications majors that were in the honors college. So I kind of got to play around with it a little bit and make the experience my own. And one way that I was able to do that was with my, um, oh my gosh, what did we call it? Kind of like a independent study project or something. Mm -hmm. I can't remember Mm -hmm. what it was called. Um, and most, yeah, most people did like a thesis paper, you know, a Mm -hmm. 20 some plus page paper and presented on that. And I can write a paper. I was a history major, you know, but it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel like that's what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, Dr. Daly had presented me with this option to do a documentary and I, I lunged at the opportunity, um, let's see, it was 25 years ago then. So it's probably what, 28 years ago now, something like that, that, um, a class that Dr. Daly was in while he was at SDSU went to the small town of Freeman, South Dakota, and they documented a day in the life of a small town. I'm from a small town. So I thought that was a cool concept. And so we, we interviewed people from back then we went to the actual day in the life shoot for the 20th and 25th anniversary we did a documentary about that process. Um, we submitted it to some film festivals. It aired on South Dakota Public Broadcasting, which was so cool. I mean, I get to be on the news five days a week, but I still don't think anything will be quite as cool as seeing something that we worked on for a year. Mm. To fruition. I mean, we worked on it for a long time and Dr. Daly did so much of it. I would love to be able to do a documentary again and try to dive in more now that I have more experience. Mm -hmm. Um, But watching that and seeing that come to fruition was so incredibly amazing. And I, I hope that there are other honors college students, not even within communications, but even within biology or engineering or whatever it may be that find ways to kind of step outside of that normal independent study project and Mm -hmm. do something different, do something creative and kind of come up with a new idea. Other people had done documentaries, but this was my own thing. I got Mm -hmm. to, got to really make it my own, um, which was just very fitting for, I think who I am too. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on that. Thanks. It was really cool. I I mean, I'll, I'll ride that high for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm in the MMC program and we have to decide on if we're going to write a paper mm-hmm. or what we're going to do. And for me, I've always wanted my own, right, right. That's one thing I really want to do, but I've also been 
passionate for years about having my own talk show. So I've been thinking Ooh. about doing a podcast and this is great experience. Well, this is perfect. Yeah, that's so, perfect. And Dr. Daly, he instrumental, he's instrumental in all this. So I mean, <laughs> like the really cool thing about, I think the professor's in, I mean, I was only a history and journalism major, but all of the professors that I encountered, I think because of the size of SDSU and just mm-hmm. the, the passion that our professors have, they mm-hmm. really pay attention to who you are and what's going to help you grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Dr. Daly saw that a documentary would be a good fit for me. He sees that, you know, doing this podcast would be good for you. And I think that's mm-hmm. just a really great testament to what our professors do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let me ask you this. <clears throat> you sound like you're very busy. <laughs> so <laughs> do you do anything in your free time or have any type of work-life balance? Does that exist in your life? <laughs> I mean, I think with the news and with journalism, you definitely have to make a work-life balance. I remember when I started, I was constantly coming up with story ideas and I was doing interviews on the weekend. And and it was like, okay, you got to, I mean, I get that you want the top story and you want to be able to tell the best stories and and facts for your community, but you got to separate a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I jokingly tell people now that my day job or my nine to five, technically three to one (laughs) is working at the news station. And then my one to nine is, is Miss America and Miss South Dakota preparation, because I, I truly see that as a job and an opportunity Um, but I, I definitely, now that I'm almost, geez, two and a half years into this career, um, I've definitely found that balance more. I have amazing friends. My best friend from college actually, um, moved out here. So I get to hang out with her. My family's out here. I have my kitty cat Jericho who's running around. Um, so I spend as much time with them as I can. Um, I also am creating a podcast, so that takes up time. Um, I love to bake and watch movies. I'm a huge movie fanatic. Um, mm. I'll rewatch like the same movies like seven times if I really, really like them. So <laughs> yeah, I, it's like different every day, you know? Um, but I mean, the, the bulk of what I do is, is my job and, and the pageantry. That's kind of the biggest things in my life right now. But mm-hmm. um, just being out here with family and friends, like I, I spend as much time with them as I can. And mm-hmm. it's really great just to kind of be able to, you know, go let my best friend's dog out when I need to, or mm-hmm. run down to my hometown for an event that my parents planned or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's awesome. And <clears throat> as far as advice for future or aspiring news professionals, what advice would you give them to um, be able to enter into this industry and be successful? I would say to have confidence in who you are. Um, when I was at SDSU, I, I had a professor, a fantastic professor who was like, you, you need to start in, in a newspaper. And I, I see where he was coming from. And, and we did some writing for newspapers in classes. And I, I had a story on the front page of the Brookings Register, which was really cool. I still have that paper, but I just knew it wasn't me. I knew I didn't want to work in a paper. And so I kind of I kind of pushed back on him a little bit. And I said, no, I'm going to get an internship with with a broadcast news station. I'm, I'm going to do it. And so I did it. And I, I reached out to a ton. I call, cold called and cold emailed places and found Coda and KVN. Um, you know, two hours from my hometown. 
And so it worked out great. I, I interned there. And then when I started, um, I, I had a, a manager who I remember walking into their office and saying, this is what I want to do. I, I love reporting, but I want to anchor. I want to be the voice for my community because oh. this is my community. You know, my, my hometown tunes in every single day. Mm-hmm. And they told me that I would never be an anchor. <gasps> they told me that I, I, I would only be a reporter. And, oh. and they had their reasoning for that. And, and that's fine. But that was the push for me to go, uh uh, this is what I want and I know I can do it. I know mm-hmm. I can prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. And I did, mm-hmm. you know, just, just a couple of months in, I was being asked to fill in. And, and that's, of course, because somebody else within the managerial position um, saw some hope in me, I guess, in you. Well. Mm-hmm. But have confidence in yourself and, and fight for who you are and what you want. I, mm-hmm. I am two and a half years into this career. And I guess this is the perfect time to announce it. Come January 9th, I am moving to a primetime anchor position in the evenings because I worked my butt off and I had confidence in my skills and I was confident in who I was. And I fought for that. And I fought for that opportunity to become the voice for my community. And I am truly getting to do it in the mornings now. And and now I'm going to get to do it in a primetime evening position, which is girl. Yeah, I, I can't even wow. begin to explain just how amazing it feels to have fought for myself and to mm-hmm. have worked so hard to get to this point in in not a lot of time. Yeah. Well congratulations. Thank you. you are <laughs> the model for every future journalism student communications professional at SDSU. And I, I'm very inspired. I'm not your traditional student. I have a, a bachelor's um, older than a lot of students and a master's from the pandemic 2020 year, but I'm just now returning for the second master's and I have a passion for news and television. And so listening to your story just now, just lit a fire in me to keep going. And although I've been experiencing a lot of no's mm-hmm. for a lot of news entry-level roles, I'm not going to stop. I know no. I can do it. Like you say, I'm going to fight for it. I know what I'm capable of and I'm going to keep going. And for anyone who is listening right now, you know, take this message from Miranda and really just grab your future and go for it and never give up and have confidence in yourself. Like she says, and be bold and courageous and have faith in your abilities. And you never know how far you'll go. And Hey, this, this is our future miss America. (laughs) I don't want to mess it up. (laughs) You got it right. Yeah. We will see what the future brings. I, I, I hope that that is, is what's in store, but you know, two and a half years ago, I hoped what was in store was, being an anchor um and and here we are so yeah yeah I mean you you keep keep doing it I I was inspired by somebody who went to SDSU so if I can inspire the next person heck yeah do what makes you happy and fight Mm -hmm. for yourself because you know if you put the hard work in then you never know what'll happen our last podcast for 2022 will be on December 9th This podcast is a property of the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University, which reserves all rights to its use. Music by Cody M. Johnson and Tyler Addison James is licensed through AMP Music.